Well, Westridge, it's good to be here with you today in person and online as we wrap up our Reboot series. And we've looked at a variety of subjects during this, uh, during this series. We looked at rebooting the church, our purpose and commitment, rebooting our, rebooting our serve and our story. And today, Reboot Gratitude. Now, I hope you all had a good Thanksgiving on Thursday. We had most of our family at our house. Had a good time sharing food and time and stories. Now, what I like to do, we always take pictures. Anytime we're gathered together as family and other times too, I like taking pictures because I like looking back on pictures because they help me, uh, they build stepping stones so I can build more gratitude into my life. So I just, I have a couple of pictures up here of things I'm, uh, I'm grateful for. So here, first of all, there's my family and my, my brides are with me. I, I, I am very grateful for the gifts God has given me of her. And my family. Who else we got here? My grandchildren, okay? They are a great gift from the Lord. I mean, the, the two on the left are my older two. Uh, Porter just turned one on the right, and uh, now he's starting to stand up and starting to take a few steps, which is kind of fun to see. Here we go. Here's some more. I do like being out in nature. And doesn't that look like D. Snyder? Ah, yeah, okay, okay, that was my look for, for Halloween. I like having fun, okay? I believe in laughter, all right? If you, <laughs> you should know that by now. I believe in laughter, okay? Now, just since, since just celebrating Thanksgiving, we might think that gratitude is something that naturally flows from our lives, right, without much effort. Why would we need to reboot gratitude? Well, we've, we've all been through some and continue on some level pretty challenging times the past 20-plus months, and times of challenge can cause us to, to look in the wrong direction. Right after the pandemic started in March of last year, I began a blessing journal. So my thought was I wanted to write down one blessing a day and just see what God revealed to me. Because I realized that what was going to happen, what was happening, what was going to happen, had the ability and the potential to, to knock me off center. And I figured if I looked at my blessings, it would help me center up. So over the first three months, I, lift, I listed 66 distinct blessings I was seeing despite what was going on around me. Some of them were big things. Uh, the family of faith I was born into, my wife and family, the direction given, going to college where I met my wife, the Bible and prayer. Those are big things to me. But then there were, there were smaller things. The smell and taste of coffee in the morning. Maybe not such a small thing, right? Okay. Technology has allowed the church to move forward. Cameras that record memories. Good food. This little exercise, one blessing a day, helped me. It helped me focus on things, the, the things, the good things around me, the blessings I have, and it filled my heart with gratitude for what I've seen God do. And this leads to the theme I want us to explore together today. I believe gratitude flow, grows or declines based on our direction of focus. It's something we need to embrace every day, gratitude is. And we're going to look at this through an experience that Paul showed us in Philippians chapter 4. Okay, squeeze each day, get the gratitude out of it, right? Reboot gratitude. I want you to listen to what Paul had to say in Philippians 4, 10 through 14. I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you renewed your concern for me. Indeed... You have been concerned, but you had no opportunity to show it. I'm not saying this because I'm in need, for I've learned to be content, whatever the circumstances. I know what it is like to be in need. I know what it is like to have plenty. I've learned the secret of being content in any and every situation, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or in want. 
I can do everything through him who gives me strength. Yet it was good of you to share my troubles. We're going to stop there. Uh, Greg did a series on Philippians last year. The theme of the, of the whole book is joy. And uh, Paul wrote this book while he was in prison in Rome. And looking at this passage, it's evident to me that he learned how to be content and grateful in spite of circumstances. So I believe living life as a grateful person is dependent on the direction we face. And when it comes down to it, there are really only two directions we can face when it comes to gratitude and contentment. And it's, the, it's the, the direction of what I don't have versus what I do have. So let's look at don't have, first of all. I was out deer hunting last weekend, and we normally, on, when we're deer hunting weekend, we have our own family church service on Saturday night after supper. This year, I asked my sister-in-law to do a communion thought for us, and while we were taking, we were eating lunch on Saturday, she informed me that uh, she was going to bring the message. And we joked back and forth, said, well, you can bring your message, I'll bring my message, and we'll do point and counterpoint, okay? So that's what we talked about. Well, she talked about, she went first, she talked about her mom, who had passed away last summer. And she had a couple of objects, which I really appreciated, okay? And she had a, a cup with no handle, and she had a, a flower scoop that was only halfway there. Half had been broken off. Mom used these items as is, to measure sugar and to measure flour going into her baking. And my sister-in-law said this, Mom could have gone out and bought a new scoop or a new measuring cup, but she was content to use what she had. She had a servant's heart, and the simple things in life were what brought her joy. And she ended the statement. She said, Mom truly lived out this statement. Gratitude turns what you have into enough. I really like that. Donna's message was perfect. I had nothing to add to it. See, it's really easy to begin to focus on what we don't have. I, I brought something with me today. Okay, surprise, surprise, right? Okay. I brought my Bass Pro hunting catalog. Okay. You know what this is filled, in, filled up with? This is filled up with things I need. Because there are things I don't have, right? Okay. Things that I could want. Okay. I don't even own a fishing boat, but boy, that trolling motor really looks good, right? Okay. Here's the problem with things like this. They have the potential to build discontent into our lives. Instead of being for grateful for what I, don't, what I do have, I begin to long for what I don't have. See, when I focus on what I don't have, it does put the, right kind, the wrong kind of longing in front of me. Now, we all know we've faced many disruptions in the, past, in the last year or so. Focusing, and we focus on things we're not able to do or things that have become more difficult to do. It can create that sense of longing for the past. I was reading Ecclesiastes the other day. And this verse popped up in front of me. It says this, do not say, why were the old days better than these? Here's what Solomon said, for it is not wise to ask such questions. See, see, when we feel like there are holes in our lives, it's very easy to succumb to discontent because the holes draw our attention. So Paul, writing this letter to the Philippians, addresses this issue by telling us how to fight the don't-haves. He said, you don't want to focus on what you don't have. Instead, let's, let's focus on what we do have. So he says this, I've learned the secret of being content in any and in every situation, whether well-fed or hungry. And then he has this priceless verse tucked in here. I can do everything through him 
who gives me strength. Uh, a few weeks ago, Darla and I helped out at our Adventure Christian Church's Halloween outreach. It's a church in our hometown. And this picture here is from the hole that we sponsored. Uh, our hole was supposed to have lighted golf balls. So they, uh, they gave me this box of balls and said, here you go. These will glow in the dark. And so I showed my grandson the balls, and uh, he said, well, those are pretty, Grandpa. Do they glow? I said, well, I don't know. Maybe we need to expose them to the sun. Okay, so I didn't think another thing about it. And we were playing along, and uh, I'd, I'd walk back and forth. I was in my, I'm on the right there. In case I didn't. So I, we, would, we would walk back across. My grandson, we'd walk back across, across the uh, mini golf hole as people were trying to golf. We were uh, obstacles, which I do very well. Okay, and, and these balls, they were just, they were, they were putting with these balls. Well, about halfway through the event, one of the guys who works at Adventure came to the hole and he asked Darla, aren't the balls lighting up? And she said, well, I, you know, I think they are. And he said, well, here. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. That's what I said. Oh. And I told my wife, a tutorial would have been real good on this one, right? Okay, just a little tutorial. But I said, I'm sure glad we know the secret now, right? Now, Paul says, I got a secret for you. And I want to tell you what the secret is. The secret of being content and the secret of rebooting the life of gratitude, it's all found in that one verse. I can do everything through him who gives me strength. It all starts and ends with Jesus. Paul says, hey, whether I have a lot or I have a little, it doesn't matter. Because I have the connection with the one who has everything, the one who's going to take care of me, the one who gives me sustenance, strength, and perspective in life. I have Jesus. I've been reading a book about Corey Tenboom, a Dutch follower of Jesus during World War II. She and her family harbored Jewish people in their home. Uh, she wrote a book called The Hiding Place. They created a space in her home where they could hide people from the Nazis who were trying to round them up and take them to concentration camps. Corey and her sister Betsy, seeing the plight of the people around her, they opened up their home. And before long, she and her sister were arrested. They ended up at Ravensbrook, Ravensbrook Concentration Camp, were subjected to incredible hardships because of incredible hardships and difficulties. But through it all, they, remain, they maintained a remarkable faith. And maybe it's because of something their father had taught them early on in life. And here's what he would say to them. When Jesus takes your hand... He holds you tight and leads you through life. Betsy died during her time in the camp, but before her death, she was reflecting on their life, and she said to her sister, Corey, think, Corey, of all the good things God has given us since we've been here. And Corey listened to her sister and said, what in the world are you talking about? We've had one difficulty after another. We're, we're threats of our life every day. What are you talking about? And Betsy just laid out things that she's seen of blessings that God had given to her in spite of. A profound focus on gratitude because she had Jesus. See, Paul wants us to know the secret. The secret is Jesus. And the connection with him helps us develop core strength that helps us through anything that comes our way. It helps us beyond stuff or mourning things from our past. And I go back to the blessing journal. Many times, it's those little things in life that go unnoticed and unmentioned that Jesus wants us to remember and express our gratitude to him for. What does it mean to 
Live in Jesus. I brought my, uh, my amber glasses with me today. These are my motorcycle glasses. I know they look pretty cool. Okay. These, these I wear during low light situation because they brighten everything. Okay, and they allow me to see things that I normally wouldn't see because it's getting dark. Now, when we live in Jesus, it makes things a whole lot easier to see that may go unnoticed, unappreciated. And when we choose to live in Jesus, guys, we'll never regret turning to face Jesus in life. See, gratitude starts with the right looking, the right focus of our direction. And when we follow Jesus, we have a different perspective than everyone else around us. And a perspective that lights up our lives and can light up the lives of others around us. But Paul details a couple other things that he's grateful for. He said, I'm grateful for my relationships. The church at uh, Philippi had a very diverse group of people. And if you ever want to see what kind of people they were, look at Acts 16, because that's where you see the, this church forming. Kind of fun to, to watch. But I noticed there was a great fondness in the way Paul referred to them in this letter. He said, I rejoice greatly in the Lord that at last you've renewed your concern for me. See, they sent him a gift. He said, indeed, you have been concerned. You just haven't had an opportunity to show it. Paul looked at these folks, and they were family, and they were friends. Uh, For the past six weeks, Darla and I have been doing an experiment that I've called the Tuesday Evening Gathering. Earlier on in the year, I felt the Spirit telling me, hey, start something online for people, for people who aren't going to church. Now, he, he told me this early in the year, and I'm a very slow starter. We started in October, okay? But what we do is we share uh, stories of God encounters. So the week passed, we listened to a song. I've, I've learned it's not a good thing to sing via Zoom, okay? I, I have a short devotion. We pray together, and we take communion, and the people we invited are friends from the past. Like I said, they, I know they're not going to church anywhere. Or they just are, are not able to go to church because of, of COVID concerns. So what I've noticed over the past six weeks is relationships are beginning. And it's not just me to them. Okay, most of these folks all responded yes because I asked them to be there. But now you see people interacting with each other. And I know what happens when we, when we talk together. When we share stories when we pray together and when people know people are praying for them, community begins to develop. And that's exactly what's happening. We need relationships that build us, that strengthen us. So let's take just a moment. I want, to, I want you to think here. When, when I say, what relationship are you grateful for? Who pops into your mind? Yeah, I have people. Family, friends who really are family, people who shaped my life in the past. The list just goes on and on. We need relationships, and Paul was very grateful for the relationships that had come his way because of his involvement in the kingdom work. But it didn't stop there, because that's the third thing Paul said I'm grateful for. I'm grateful you shared your resources with me. He said, it was good of you to share in my troubles. Now, that word share is a very interesting word, because it's the word we use for fellowship. So Paul said, you, you fellowshiped with me in my troubles. You were right there with me. You helped me. You stood by me. You showed up. 
Now, Paul had physical needs, just like all of us do. He had been in some challenging places. These people showed up at the right time to help him. It's important we show up. Now, we were uh, talking about doing good at one of our Tuesday evening gatherings, and there were some great stories that were being shared. Uh, Darla told me about a time she was at church and was talking to a friend of hers before the service, and, and the friend told her it had been a tough couple of weeks and that she was just out of money. And I, said, I, I don't even know if I'm going to have enough money for gas for uh, work this next week. She wasn't looking for, uh, for money. She was just telling Darla's story. And Darla said, I was sitting there in church during the service. About halfway through, she said, well, I've got $20. So I was going to use it for lunch. But she said, I can just give that away. And so after service, she went and she gave the, the lady $20. And she was telling me this story. And she said, I really wish I'd been sp- listening to the Spirit a little earlier. Then I could have given it to her when we were talking firsthand. I said, yeah, it doesn't matter, honey. You listened when you needed to. You gave her what she needed. Sharing. Sharing what we have helps others. Now, we can share time. We can share encouragement. There are so many things we can share with others. I'll tell you what. I'm grateful for the churches and individuals that share in my ministry of church planting with Ignite, helping us start new families of faith like this across Chicagoland. Hey, by the way, Westridge has been a great partner to me this year and to our ministry. I just want to say thank you for that. But I'll tell you what, you, (laughs) the friendships I've developed here through the years, you have been a great encouragement to me too. I want you to know how much I appreciate this church, how much I love being here. Now looking back, I'm sure each one of us can remember people who have shared time, resources, or encouragement with us. And when people do that to us, guys, what it does is it allows us the opportunity to turn around and do it to somebody else, to pass it along. See, Paul had shared the good news of Jesus with these people at Philippi, and they recognized him and, re- and reciprocated that by a financial gift that helped move Paul's ministry forward. It came at the perfect time. He was grateful for their care. So wrapping up this Thanksgiving weekend, I want to leave you with a couple of things, a couple of things to, to do in the week ahead. First of all, I'd like to encourage you to focus on what you do have. And I think a great way to do this is start a blessing journal of your own. Hey, December 1st starts on Wednesday. Here's what I'd like to encourage you to do. For 31 days in December, write down one blessing. One blessing, you look back and say, God, I'm really thankful for that. It can be big, it can be little. It doesn't matter. What it does, so it begins to build that uh, that. Uh, environment of gratitude in our lives. You'll have 31 blessings at the end of the month, and you'll say, you can look back and say, wow, well, how I have been blessed by the Father. Thank you. Secondly, I want to encourage you to step into sharing. I mean, who do you know who needs a blessing? Is there some around, someone around you who could benefit from you giving some time to them? Or maybe someone who could use a financial gift or the gift of service or encouragement. What, what you can see is the list for what we can do for others is pretty, pretty exhaustive. I mean, it's, it's large. What I'd like to do is choose one person you can be a blessing to. If you don't know anybody like, like that, ask God to show you somebody. Pray and ask him, and he will show you. When the opportunity presents itself, hey, step into it. Step into it and just be a blessing. And here's what I know. When we are a blessing to others, it comes right back to us. And we are blessed because of that. And last but not least, I would encourage you to memorize this verse. I can do all things through Christ 
who gives me strength. That is a foundational verse, guys. My grandson was baptized a year ago. Recently, he asked his mom, Mom, what's next for me? I know I need to be doing more if I want to follow Jesus. So I've developed a Bible reading plan and a devotional plan for him. He's nine years old. And I told him just this past week, I said, buddy, I'm so thankful for you. I'm thankful that you love Jesus. And I'm thankful that you're asking the right question because what's next is the right question. It's the right question for all of us, isn't it? Because there's always another step. And we gain strength and perspective from our connection with Jesus. And when we ask him that question, what's next? He shows us what's next. So in the season, in the season where that's coming, my encouragement to you, make time to tighten the connection with Jesus. Because through him, we can do all things. Hey, let's be grateful people. Remember, gratitude turns what we have into enough.